Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today? We are drinking two different ciders that we haven't yet had on the podcast from Lost Boy Cider in Alexandria, Virginia. So we've done their Pinot Grigio special, and I think we did when we got like our first batch from them. I, I think we've we've had ciders from them on here before. Yes. So I am drinking one of their stovepipes, which they do 19 ounce tall cans of like specialty things. They have like three new ones a week throughout the week. Um, if you listen to this at all, you know that I am also a wine drinker. So we did one of theirs a few weeks ago with Pinot grapes. Uh, this one is called Call Me a Cab. It is uh, cider with Cabernet Sauvignon grapes. And it poured... I mean, it looks, it's, it's lighter than wine, but it poured like a very pretty purpley. Yeah, it's really a deep, dark, like purpley red. How's it taste? That's your first, that's your first sip, right? Oh, it's very good. There we go. It has, it has sort of the tannins of a red wine. Huh. It, it feels like it, it, I thought it was going to taste like sort of berry-y as some red wines do, but it tastes sort of like the dryness of a red wine. Interestingly enough, I am not, I don't really like sweet ciders, so I usually avoid ones with like any residual sugar. This mm -hmm. does have some residual sugar, but it is not sweet huh. at all. Would you like to try a sip of it? Sure, uh, I would love to. It, it's very unique. It really tastes like wine and cider had a baby. Yeah, that is interesting. It does, you get that like very, like, it's very like, I don't know. It's I was gonna say it's like the wine up front. It, it, you get more of like the wine dryness on the aftertaste. Yeah. But like you get it's very much like uh, a Cabernet Sauvignon and apples and apples up yeah. front, and then like you gotta get that like winey, uh, dry, res, you know, residual taste as uh, as it uh, fades out. I think listeners probably know. Like I really go crazy over like crossovers. Like. Yeah. Last night we enjoyed a hopped Chardonnay. Yes. And so you know you have Shout like out to Cardinal Point yeah, uh, Winery in from uh, our trip to Nelson County. Nelson County, yep. Um, but you have like the hops that you'd normally find in a beer, but they did them in a Chardonnay. So I just really love when brewers and winemakers and ciderers, um, ciderers. That's, Cider, yeah, it's, cider, it's, it's, cider it's makers. Cider makers. Um, but I love when they sort of, you know, borrow from another craft yeah. and and kind of have that crossover so i was excuse me i was really excited to try this and i mean it's just gorgeous uh and i like it a whole lot living up the expectations that's great what are you drinking over there you insisted i uh i opened this on the podcast it's not like i made you try it you wanted to try I, it i wanted to try it and i thought it would be it, fun it saved for this uh so this is also from lost boy uh and it's called the enfuego it's a dry cider with hot peppers uh, it is, uh, it's got Virginia apples, yeasts, sulfites, and South American and Caribbean peppers inside of it. The can looks like hell. The can, the can is like, is red and it's got the Lost Boys logo is like a young explorer, Boy Scout looking guy. Uh, looks like he's like doing a march and, uh, like on the usual can, like on your stovepipe, it's the state of Virginia that he's marching, like, you know, like is in the background. For this one, he's surrounded by flames. Uh, the can is red, and the Enfuego is like all in fiery font. It's a very cool looking can, and uh, it's just, it, it, it's making me, like, 
I'm look, looking at the back here, and it's uh, like the the scale. It's like I, I think this is the brick scale of spiciness, and it's like uh, a zero. So it's not like zero What's to five. Brick scale of. Spiciness? I'm pretty sure I, I, I've seen this before. Okay. And it's like a scale of how spicy things are. Uh, Your face when you smelled it told me well, otherwise. Well, when I smelled it, I got like just a blast of peppers and almost sneezed can in I, the middle of the opening. It? Yeah. I am interested to see what your face does with this. Oh my god! Yeah, there we go. Oh my god! Yeah, it burns it, the nostrils. It smells like a poblano pepper, like a freshly chopped yeah. poblano pepper. That is crazy. So I'm gonna take my first sip. I can't wait. I insisted that he wait to try it until we were recording. Wow, wow! It tastes like a fresh poblano pepper. Like there's a little bit of appleiness, but it tastes like it tastes like a pepper jelly. Like like that kind oh, of like, like you, it tastes like spicy sweet spicy sweet but I get like I'm getting like the like like spiciness of a pepper but like you get the pepper taste of like if I had just bitten into a slice of green bell pepper like you get that kind of peppery taste huh. uh, the spiciness is not overwhelming like it 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 like hits at first but like talking now ten seconds later it's like completely off my off my palate huh. uh, and it's kind of left with like the cider dryness afterwards but like that first initial hit is just like peppery spicy like uh you know poblano or so you might expect from like uh you know not quite straight up like a jalapeno but in that vein it's just it's very interesting it uh it smells very interesting i don't think it's one that i want to try because i do not do well with spicy stuff and i hate bell peppers i love this do you i love this Re it is so good like is this something that like you will like to have one of occasionally or like would you have two of these in a row i would have two of these in a row wow but, I, but, I, but like i think that like that's probably like i don't think i would have like i, I wouldn't sit down and drink a six pack of this but i would sit down and have a couple uh well, we will have to stock the fridge with this. And if we can ever have people over, it'll be, it'll be a fun it's, thing for it's people to try. It's definitely a conversation piece, for yeah. sure. Are you sure you don't want to try it? Yeah, I think i I think, think it's, it's probably sure. the right choice. But, like, it's judging by the look on your face and the I, sound you made when you smelled it. But Like, we will eat stuff, and I'll be Kyle will eat it, and I'll be like, how spicy it? And he'll be like, literally not at all. And I will be getting, like, the scalp sweats. Yeah. So, yeah. given that, I don't think it's, it's a, this up is, my alley. This is easily my... Uh, favorite one I've had from Lost Boys so far. Wow. It's really I'm so quite glad we got it. You, you were eager to try it, but we're not willing to commit to a six-pack. So we got yeah. a four-pack with like three of their classics and this one. And we've tried each of those before and they're very good. So we were like, well, we'll have one. But yeah, it's really oh, interesting. I'm glad you really like good. It so much. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, enjoy this one and then hopefully get some more in the future because it's really really quite good oh really i'm so glad you like it so much yeah no it was a good spot i i i just i love hot pepper things and like uh you know like i just like i like spicy spicy is like you know i i try i try to got, get better at like not just straight up ruining the dinners that you make with like putting spicy, you know, putting like sriracha or hot sauce on it. I can be making an Asian meal or a Mexican meal or like an omelet or like anything I make, Kyle's tastes like sriracha. Yeah, because I, I mean, it mixes well with everything. 
but this is like, and so finding ways to get that into uh, into your drinks as well is really quite cool. Have you ever had any like a, a beer with a pepper in it? It's not something I feel like is done a lot. It's not done a lot. I could, I could, I know that I've had like spicy beers, like okay. a, like a beer that like kind of is like a pepper, like a hot pepper type deal. But like this is definitely did the first cider I've had like this. Like it's definitely a unique cider experience. Um, it's so it's exciting. Cool. I feel like you know. 10 years ago, cider was apple. Yep. Like you drank a hard cider, it was going to taste like apple, varying degrees of dry or sweet. But I mean, we've talked so much about Bulldrock and Blue Toad and Lost Boy. Like it's so cool to me to see these cider makers. Like mine, mine and yours are both cider. They're nothing alike. Right. In the same way, I think that like, you know, beers like a stout and an IPA are going to be so different. It's very cool to see cider makers like embracing how much they can do with it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I am someone who uh, not often like, you know, like we've had Lost Boy a few times. Uh, I really enjoyed their hopped cider. I really enjoyed the raspberry. The, the, ras- the raspberry cider was really good. Their Their regular straight up cider was really good. But we've had a couple of their stovepipes that haven't really hit for me. Uh, and because they just end up tasting like cider to me. Like we we had the Pinot Grigio one, and then, well, I, I forget what mine. We had a donut one. Yeah, we had oh, a donut one. My, mine was like the wrong. The juniper one. Juniper or whatever. Like, they, but they do a really good job of like actually making the cider. To, like if they're going to blend it with a different flavor, they do a good job of making that flavor come through because sometimes it just like tastes like different you know, just take different shades of apple to me, but uh, these are re- this is really quite something. I think the raspberry from them is actually my favorite from them, but this is definitely my favorite of the stovepipes. For sure. Which, like, I don't think they're intended to necessarily be like the best cider you ever had, because if they were, they would have them in six packs all the time. They're supposed to be like small batch experimental yeah. things. So I think, you know, some miss the mark and some are home runs. And yeah. this, I do think, is my favorite one. Because it's unique and it tastes good. And it's like, I mean, you eat with your eyes, right? Like, it's just it such nice. a it pretty cool. color. Yeah. Mine, like, I mean, I, I went right into the taste. I didn't talk about how it looks at all. Like, this is like, if, if you didn't know better, it just looks like a cider. Like, it's, it's, yeah, no, it'd be really fun it's to yellow. It's yellow. It's a little cloudy, uh, but like, it's very bubbly. Yep. Uh, it just kind of looks like your straight up normal hard cider and uh, just tastes so different. So, it's yeah. really cool. Uh, I'm glad you like it so much. It makes yeah, me super happy. A, um, I'm glad that we uh, stopped by there the other day and picked, picked these up. Again, we did curbside pickup. They are super, super easy. Super easy. Yep. Uh, I think we are more wary than a lot of people about like venturing out and going into places. And they are a place that I feel totally safe yep. driving by. Just give them a call, pop the trunk. Them and Port, Port City do, do a yep. great job too. Uh, so with the curbside pickup, just pop the trunk. They do. They, they've done a great job two times now when you're picking stuff up where I have nothing in my trunk and they've found a way to put it in and make it does so it still doesn't roll around and get all shaken up and everything, which is great. Yeah. Uh, before we get too far in, I want to give a shout out to our friends from Will Run For podcast. We they were so kind uh, kind enough to have us on uh, guest on a Inside the Runners Studio episode. I, believe, I think I'm calling that the right, by the right name. Yeah. Uh, uh, that I believe you're. We're recording this the day before. Before it comes out, uh, but it, by the time, by, this, by, time this, by time this is released, you can go to their podcast and listen to them. We uh, we they were just the they, were, they were so nice. I and so, so enjoyed wonderful. chatting with them, and like it, they had such a more professional setup, uh, which we were really impressed by. 
but a really great podcast that I've enjoyed listening to. Yeah. And uh, they're very into four, Disney and four wonderful people and... that if you enjoy this podcast, you will enjoy that podcast. So go check them out. And um, yeah, we look forward to. They are also. Uh, so I, I believe some members. I'm not sure if all of them are DMV local, or but like I know, uh, they, but they also are uh, to local to our area. So hopefully, when this is all over, we get to well maybe get to hang out with yeah. them and and like you know talk about running and drinking together. Uh, in our which, is, which would be great. In our thing that we recorded for them, if you need any enticement to go listen to it, we talk about like all the super gross things that have happened to our feet. Yeah, you want to hear some so gross make stories? Sure to listen to that. You want to hear some gross stories about my toe? <laughs> make sure to listen to Will Run for podcast. But no, uh, it, it was truthfully very very fun, and thank you to them for for having us yeah, on. Yeah, so wonderful. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how long that episode is going to be. It felt like we talked to them for a while. I'm pretty sure they they intend for their yeah. their episodes to be quick, but we just we, we just haven't talked to we people cha- we don't we, know in so chat. long. We, we chat. We we it's what we do. So we we were it, it might be a lot little longer than usual episode, but uh, it was really wonderful wonderful to hang out with them yes. and uh, yeah look forward to hopefully doing it again sometime uh, or seeing maybe them at races seeing in the them future. at races hanging out you know see looking forward to seeing people. So, uh, yeah, we'll run for podcasts. Check it out wherever you can get your podcasts. They're also on Instagram. And uh, I know they're on Instagram. I'm not sure. They're, if they're super active on Instagram, they're, too. They're they, awesome. They're doing like a bingo thing right now. Yeah. That I, I just am so bad at that. Yeah, no, we, I like, we, we aspire to be like, have the level of engagement, engagement and, uh, recording set up and uh structured episodes they they like have like topics that they want to cover and don't just kind of make things up as they go along sometimes like we do Hopefully which is great. like our bsing yeah um i wanted to play along with their bingo but like i just on runs i just forget what i'm looking for yeah. i find it so difficult yeah but people like got bingo i'm very impressed that people can like be running and be like okay today i need to find a traffic cone i just i'll finish a run and be like oh crap i'm sure i ran by a traffic <laughs> cone today Right. Uh, so speaking of your running, how is how are, how are you feeling? How is did your week go? Uh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about uh, you know what your status is right now? Well, I felt better. Yeah. Uh, I ran about sixteen miles this week, which is my, my intention is to to build up very very slowly. Um, I have never really made an effort at base training before. I have had like training cycles and off seasons where like I've kept running, but I haven't really run in like a structured way. And quite frankly, didn't have a lot of off seasons, right? Just went like, I love racing. So I just went like training to training to Mm -hmm. training um, with like a month kind of off where I ran very, very little. Right. Um, So I thought I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to like, I've never focused on building a base. And I was like, oh, I'm going to build a base. And it's just going to be like lots of easy miles. It's going to be like really fun. Man, this is hard. Yeah. This is like harder than like race training cycles I've done before. So I did my first hill workout. We both did our first hill, hill, repeats. Work, hill repeats workout this week. Yeah. I think both of us did the same workout. So yep. it was three times up a quarter mile. Yep. Sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, it is... I, 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 too, this is my first week of entering my base building training plan. Uh, and I wanted to... I, I didn't I didn't do it before this podcast because we do... Um, the amount of, like, prep that we do is like, hey, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, but I meant to look and see... Last week I ran 30, 31 miles and I ran, like, 
a few five mile days, a few three mile days, and one 10 mile run. And I think I ran five days. Today, I worked, this week I worked out six times. Most, work, most of my runs were three miles and then like a long run of six and a half miles. I wanted to look at which one I burned more calories doing huh. because I have a sneaking suspicion. Like I am more sore after running 10 fewer miles this week because I was, uh, I did two different days of like a three mile run and then a 20 minute, one, one, one day was a 20 minute Peloton strength class, uh, just body weight. And then another one was a 30 minute uh, body weight strength class. And then I too did hill repeats and I did a tempo run and like, yeah. I'm wondering like, but I feel more sore yeah. running 10 fewer miles because I'm doing these cross, you know, these other workouts that I wasn't doing before. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been missing like one power yoga session in hopefully I'll be able to get that up to two a week, but for now I'm doing one just cause I haven't done any strength stuff in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I ran hills on Thursday and like Friday I got out of bed sore for the first time in a long time. I feel like even after like a long run, my body's just kind of used to it at this point. Right. So like I'll feel achy that night, but like by the next day I'm usually like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not that sore. I'm fine. But I got out of bed and my butt was mad. Yeah. It was rough to run. And, and we've been running a lot of hills here. So I was like, oh, this won't be that bad. But when I'm like running rolling hills, I'm not just running fast up a hill for yeah. minutes. That's what I think the, the difference the difference I've spotted so far is that like usually I'll go out and I'll run. And like this is all going to sound super elementary for people who are like really well well educated on like how to how to train and build up uh, strength and do different workouts and that kind of thing and like what you're supposed to do as a runner. But like I usually go out and run at one pace or like I'll try and like sometimes I'll try and go out and I'll run a little harder. But like I'm running at like generally the same pace over my entire run and like going out and doing hill repeats and just sprinting up up a hill or like doing a tempo run and like you know, trying to vary my speeds throughout the, you know, it's, it's a different amount of thinking mm-hmm. and like a different, but also a different amount of physical work. I haven't like, I, I kind of realized like before uh, doing the hill repeat workout, the last time I like full on sprinted was at Orange, Orange Theory, like back in February, 2020, it's been almost 11 months yeah. since like I was in a, I was and doing workouts rarely where I like were do you that. sprinting straight uphill then either. Right. Right. It it, right. it is different. Gr- granted there were times they did that. But, but like but like I'm not I'm not usually it's like I go out and I right. run at like a you know, a running pace. Not like I'm not sprinting, I'm not I'm not like amping it up or whatever. And like my body too was shocked by uh the change in like the change in workout and the change in like uh, exertion level that this week bought, brought. Uh, I also, like you mentioned, like waking up and feeling sore. I had this really like, Friday was my first day off of the week. Like I worked mm-hmm. out, I think my, my plan has me working out six days a week. And I woke up Saturday after a day off and was still sore. And that hasn't happened to me since like, the last full marathon training that I did back like in more than a year ago. Yeah. Like November, 2019. Yeah. Like that was the last, like, like, you know, four or five months marathon training, the program that I did. And like, those are very much a grind, but like 
this week, usually, you know, recently it's like, okay, I take a day off and my body resets and it's completely back to normal after a day off because it just knows how to recover from that. But like sprinting up hills and like doing that kind of thing was just so different. I mean, my hill workout with like the warm up and the hill repeats and the cool down was three and a half miles, which is not a long run for me. And I was like very sore the next day. And I mean, so today, today's Sunday, mm-hmm. I ran seven miles and like, I ran six last weekend and felt fine. And for my like speed day, I did a fartlek workout, but like I still feel like I'm feeling the hills. Like my long run today, my legs, I said that it felt like I was running through quicksand. Like it felt like people were hanging on to my feet while I was trying to pull them forward. Like I'm just sore, so. How were your splits? Like how were your miles, your, your pacing? Was what Were you like kind of around where the same like where you expected to be or were you running I was running slower. You were running slower. I was running I like to keep my long runs my like easy pace. And I'm really you talk about like going out and just always running the same pace, which I also am guilty of. But I feel like I can't run hard but then also run at like my normal pace. Like my easy days need to be really easy and my hard days need to be really hard. So I'm trying to get better about that. So I like my like easy run pace that I use for my long runs to be about an 11 minute mile. Sure. Um, I was at a 12 minute mile today. I also had over 300 feet of elevation gain in this run. So it was like hilly too. Um, but no, I was, and I, when I hit like mile five, I was like, oh, like I feel loosened up and I feel good. That's also where my run started going downhill. Like it's weird how that works out. Not like literally I was running downhill. Not not (laughs) figurative downhill. Right. The metaphorical downhill, the actual Uh, literal downhill. But it took... I do think part of it was my legs like loosening up. Uh, it took a while for me to feel good, and I was definitely running slower. But I was also like, okay, like this is about time on your feet, and there's no reason to be ashamed about running slower because like you are trying to beat down your body so that it will build itself back up stronger. Like the goal is not to beat down your body so that it is like broken and a right, pulp right. laying on the ground. So like. Take your time, get through the miles, and that's fine. Yeah. It totally makes sense that, uh, I mean, I like long runs, and I like, you know, I, I like distance running, and this base training plan, really, I think the longest run that I'm going to do until maybe the summer is like eight miles. Uh, I might, I don't know, I, I'll, I'll take a look, but like definitely until at least April, I'm not really going to go more than eight miles as a long run on the weekend, which is like yeah. a midweek run for me. Uh, you know, like I, I would do like eight miles once usually in the middle of the week as like the long weekday run. Uh, and I totally understand it now because like yes. I, I, I too felt sore and like my legs felt, you know, like my, my, my legs didn't really feel like they had much in them, yeah. but like my miles were strong today. And I was kind of shocked because I'm like, like I, I was, that's why I want to know about your your experience because like yeah, my experience has been nice. <laughs> well, it was it was surprising. Like, and there, it was just one of those feeling one of that that I was surprised when I would look down at my watch and see like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm running stronger than I feel, and I feel like that like it's only been a week, like, but like I was encouraged that like if that's how I feel like right now, you know, hopefully I will feel I'll be I'll be running uh, faster feeling like this in like eight nine weeks time for sure no i i mean going out and like running four or five miles easy a couple times a week is something i can like pretty easily do 
Um, but I definitely like feeling sore and feeling like I'm, you know, slogging through this, like running on tired legs. I too feel like it's working, right? Like this is, I don't know why I thought this was going to be easy, right? Like you are teaching your body to do new things. Right. And like building a foundation. Laying a foundation is not the easiest part of building a house. Right. I don't think. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. We're not house builders. But I do feel optimistic that I will come out of this stronger. And like my hope is I'll be able to run five days a week, which like I have not been able to do without getting hurt. So like if I really like take my time and like foam roll and do yoga and build up slowly and like build strength that I will be not even necessarily, I mean, I'd love to be a faster runner, but I feel like my goal in this is to like go into marathon training in like July, I think, injury proofing myself as much as possible. That is sort of my goal in this. And the fact that my legs are feeling it, I'm like, okay, it's working. Yeah. So let's talk about your mental state like are you excited to tackle like the next week of this like like i i like i after going through like so this is your second week of you going through this base building plan like are you are you like looking forward to what the next challenges are i am i mean it's been interesting because like i said i haven't done like a base thing like this before so it's interesting to be like I don't want to get out of bed because it's cold and it's gray and like I want to keep sleeping, but I'm going to, but not because this is part of like a race training plan. Like I am now like motivating myself for something that is like almost a year away. It's like I want to lay a foundation to start training for this thing that's a year away. So it's like a long view that I've never really had in my mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I thought it would make it easier to be like, oh, like, I'll just skip today or whatever. But, like, I I didn't do... Fridays are supposed to be, like, recovery days for me. Right. So, like, it's supposed to be, like, an easy yoga and some foam rolling to, like, loosen up before my long run, which probably would have done me a lot of good. But I was just, like, spent. So, like, I took an extra rest day. But, like, I didn't, I didn't miss a run. Like, I feel pretty dedicated to it and pretty good right now. And it's nice to be, like not in like a super rigorous training cycle, but still be like, I have to get out of bed for my run on Wednesday, right? right? Like versus before it would be like, oh, well, I'm not training. So like, do I feel like running today? Like, yes or no. Um, so it, it's been, it's definitely been like a different headspace for me, but I am enjoying, and we've talked before, like yours is a very structured plan. Yeah, I have like a weekly mileage goal I want to hit. And I, I want to do like a speed day and like a strength day, but like I'm sort of allowing myself to like, like last week I was like, I want to do a hill workout this week. I think I'm going to alternate like hills and fartlek sure. every other week. Sure. But like if I wake up one day and like really want to run hills, like I'll do that for speed. So I, I'm giving myself room to improvise. Right. I'm, I'm like forcing myself to be accountable, but also like giving myself some grace and flexibility, sure. which is not a way I've run before. Sure. And I am really enjoying that. Nice. Yeah. See, I, I am in this like spot right now where I am like, I am excited to run my hill workout on Wednesday. Like it is hard and it sucks. And like, but like I, it's the first thing since like maybe 
like I started getting like excited about Orange Theory and like really enjoying Orange Theory where I'm like, it's hard and challenging and it's good for me and I like it. And like, it makes me feel good afterwards. Like I, I really, I am enjoying this process because it feels like I am like, I'm doing, I'm, I'm strengthening parts of my body that I basically have let, like I, I, there, we always joke about the, the oatmeal, right? That, that's the, the, yeah. the comic. There's like a, they, they do a, like a take on marathon runners and like essentially like their legs are very strong and like their upper body is like, and they just want food all the time. And they just want food all the time. And that's kind of where I, where I am. Like yeah. I, I was like, uh, I have kind of let, I, I was really doing really well for a while of like total body strength and not just focusing on the things like I, the muscles I use for running. Like I was, I was also doing like, you know, push-ups and, uh, and like, you know, bicep workouts and back workouts and all this kind of stuff because that's what Orange Theory does. Right. And like, uh, now doing strength classes twice a week, like it's putting into perspective, like, okay, this is how far out of shape you've gotten. Like I can't, before, I wouldn't say out of shape. It's a different, well, kind, different kind of, of shape. shape. Uh, different, far, far, far out of that shape yes. I've gotten. Like I used to be able to do. Like just I could just do twenty push-ups. Now like the I had to do a minute of push-ups in one of these classes, and I was just like dying. Like it, 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 I'm like okay, so like this is really like I I used to be able to do that. Like that was fine. It was hard, but it was fine. I could get through it and not really like have to take too much of a break. Now it's like absolutely not it's just not not even an option so like i'm like okay so i have like a lot of work to do and a lot of rebuilding to do and i'm glad that like i mean i i i too am like working toward working toward a a far off goal Mm -hmm. we're both doing that you know like we're going through this process now to set ourselves up for success in the fall of this year which is crazy to think about but it's also making me glad to like be tackling these you know, like and strengthening these, these muscles that I've allowed to uh, kind of wither a bit as the pandemic has you know changed the way that like changed so much of like my routine and like all the workouts and how we live like uh, it has got me more intentioned I think and I'm really excited to like feel the improvement like I know where I'm at now but I'm excited to see where I'm going to be in three months after this cycle is you know this this program is done. You really seem to like thrive on the rigidity mm-hmm. of a training routine. Mm-hmm. Are you at all worried about like getting burnt out on being being in such a rigid training plan for so long? There are parts Me- mentally, of me. not physically. Yeah, there are parts of parts of uh, every now and then. I think about like there might be weeks where I'm just like I need to take a few days off and like I need to not. Um, you know, like I need, I need to relax and like my body's not at the point where this piece of paper says it should be. And like, I've considered that and like, I'm like, okay, well I'll tackle it when I get there. And like, we kind of talked about this before about like, uh, being kinder to, you know, last, last week when we talked about our New Year's resolutions, like being kinder to yourself. And if you like fall off the bike at one point, you get back on later on and you're just like, you know, if I don't work out today, like, okay, well I'll work out tomorrow. Or if I like have a bad week, I'm like, well, this week will be better. So I'm trying to, I like the rigid, easy, easy for you to say, rigidity, the rigidness. It's a good word. It is. It's a great word. It's one that I'm not able to say, apparently. Uh, I like having a very structured training plan. There we go. I found a different word to get around it. Uh, but I am going to, 
if I get to that point, like right now I'm excited to have yeah. that amount of structure and have like uh, kind of a strict training plan. But if I get to a point where I need to break that plan and I need to amend it, uh, then like I'm going to give myself that leeway and that like that little bit of forgiveness to do so because um, I'm not a pro athlete and I'm not like, right. I, I, like I'm not like this is not the only thing I'm doing with my life. It's my life is very uh, scaled down from where it was when uh, we had social engagements. Yeah. But like it's not the only thing I've got going on. So I I want to make sure that like if I'm feeling like I need a week off, then I can take a week off at some point. But for right now, <laughs> a single week in, yeah, uh, I'm 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 excited to see you know to take this on. I feel like I enjoy the structure that a training plan provides, but I also love like two weeks after a marathon when it's like, oh, like I'm going to happy hour tonight in the before times and it's going to be raining tomorrow. I'm not going to run. And like, maybe I'll run the next day and like, maybe I'll run three miles or like, if it's a nice morning, maybe I'll run four. Like I so enjoy that freedom after a training cycle. And I feel like I still need something to be like, you got to run four times a week because I would just sleep in and be slothly, I think, um, if kind of left to my own devices. But that's why I've tried to give myself a little more flexibility because I do worry about like being like so locked in for so long that by the time I'm like doing my like marathon long runs, not these miles don't matter, right? Like the miles we're running now matter, but like, my like 18 mile run probably matters more to whether or not I'm going to be able to finish the marathon. Like I don't at that point want to be like, Oh, like I've just been locked in for so long, which is why, which is why I've structured my plan to be like a little more flexible. Um, so I was just curious your thoughts on sort of like being in a grind for so long. Yeah. I mean, I think you enjoy it. I I like, I I, I like the grind. Right. Uh, I think that like it, it helps focus me and like, helps to really uh to be intentioned and to um be doing things with a purpose which is super helpful to remind yourself why you're doing it and like also to just have like the sheet of paper tell you what you Mm -hmm. need to do that day um and like taking into account how your body feels like we've all had like every runner has had those days where you're supposed to the the sheet of paper tells you you need to run five miles or, or three miles or whatever it is and your body's just like not today I need a, I need today off and yeah. like that time will come uh, and see how it goes then uh, maybe like you know uh, right now it's working right now I'm working out six days a week like and this plan has me working out six days a week maybe I need to take a day off and make it five days a week for one week like that's not that's not a big deal that's right. okay um, so yeah that forgiveness aspect is is like I had that in the back of my head but like uh, I right now I want to keep to it as much as possible because like. I think that ultimately it is um, it's only going to pay off, I think. This is like, I think I can speak for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak for us. Um, but this is such a unique year for us. And I think we're going to talk in a later episode about like racing in 2021. Yes. But like, usually we have like a pretty robust spring racing calendar and then a pretty robust fall racing calendar yep. and like a few fun races in between like yeah you know one or two if there's like a july 4th race or like i enjoy doing like fun themed 5ks or whatever but 
it is so weird to have like nothing on the count be like i am aiming at november yeah right like to to put all your eggs in this basket that's so like you know if i run a bad half marathon in february usually i'm running another one in march and like it's fine so in some ways i feel anxious because if it doesn't go well you've like directed so much energy toward this one goal but i also like excuse me practically i think i probably race too much like i just sort of run and always try to be in shape to do a half marathon and then i do them as they come up but like it's been a while since i was like i have like this goal race and i'm gonna like tackle that yeah so this is a very different racing year for me than previous years but i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing i feel like it's making me like look forward a lot like i feel really excited about the marathon but it's also so far away yeah no for me it's really been very simplifying and clarifying like right now like there is no like i need to rearrange my training plan to fit in this race or this race or like i was supposed to be doing this this weekend but i need to do this instead or whatever uh and right now it's just like this is what you're working toward and like we you know we pushed off or pushed off we deferred our king crab challenge in 2020 to 2021 I don't think we really have that much confidence that like the races are going to go off as scheduled. The, in the first spring. race is scheduled for May, right? Which feels a little early. So for me. And, and maybe it will work, maybe it won't. Uh, but like we can, we we might end up. So we have like some races that we like think we could do, maybe. But like really, it's like, all right, we'll put the focus on when hopefully the world is back to to normalish uh, in the fall, and like that allows me to really like. To only focus on one thing and to like be like, okay, that is what we're gonna do instead of like, and the, and like I'm I'm doing something that I would never do. You know, you like right now like a, I'm training to build up a base and then I'm gonna try and like uh, have a 32 week you know marathon training program essentially that is like uh, you know building up an even stronger base to get to enter marathon training like a top form. Yeah. Uh, I would I, I would usually be doing like a half marathon uh training plan in the spring right and then like i would want a break because i had been like you know grinding for four months before that and then i would uh be slowly building back up to get to marathon training like it would yeah it would it, it, instead it's like okay i'm slow it's a slow build all the way up and like yeah there's a lot of pressure on that race but like here's the thing that like the next marathon i run anyway like i'm still gonna feel a lot of pressure because i'm gonna want to uh, I'm gonna want to break four hours when I do that marathon anyway, and like, it's not like anytime you run a marathon, you've put so much work into getting mm-hmm. to that start line that like you've put a lot of like think about like our first marathon, how much pressure we both felt to have, you know, just to finish. Yeah. Because we're like, God, I've been working toward this since July. Yeah. And like, it's uh, so there's a lot of pressure regardless, uh, and I, I don't know. Right now, it's like. I feel the ho- I feel hope that like all of this will pay off with like one magical experience of like having crowds around and having fellow runners nearby and like the adrenaline of a race day that like we haven't experienced in uh, you know since o- almost a year now. Yeah. Uh, it will be a. Uh, I think hopefully it'll all be worth it. Yeah. And um, so I'm not really feeling that anxiety at the moment, but you know. 
God knows as we get into like if if the world's coming back to normal and like in, we get to September, I'm only gonna be able to think about like that race and like thinking about like I've run the course, so like I know that okay, this part's gonna be really really tough, and like I need to be able to get through this point at this point, this much time or whatever, and like I'll freak myself out closer. I think for sure. Uh, as we go through base training and like building this up, your ultimate goal is to be able to like run five days a week and not and 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 be as injury proof as possible. Yeah. But like, what other metrics are you looking at to gauge your progress and gauge like? you know, whether or not this is a successful enterprise? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a hard question. I would obviously love to see my pace go down, but like at the same time, I know I'm going to get slower when it gets hotter. So like, I don't know that that's the most accurate. Uh, I've started tracking my elevation, which has been very fun. Uh, I've sort of set it as a, a goal that I think should be achievable um to like climb everest this year in terms of like total elevation gain run throughout the year um so i mean a a thing that's been motivating to me so far is being able to like run up hills i had to walk up before so i feel like with hill training like it was really hard like can i i had to like take a short break in the middle of the hill which i know is not ideal but like when I can run up that hill without stopping, like that's a measurable progress. I'm trying to make it like less about like metrics per se, which is insane because I like love my spreadsheet and like love having like tangible stuff, but like starting to run on more hills and like struggling with them, I have really felt like rewarded. It's been rewarding to like be able to breeze up those hills easier and like, Maybe I'm not getting faster, but like it feels easier. So I think it's sure. going to be like more a feeling and less a number, especially because like I'm not going to go out and like run a race effort. There, because there are no like in-person races, like there's nothing to really use as like a yardstick to measure yeah. your fitness against, yeah. which is also different. You know, most marathon plans are like run a half marathon midway through to like you know, run a hard effort and see where your fitness stands. Are your goals still reasonable? What do you need to do? Like, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Sure. Which is just, is different to not have that measurement to say, like, how am I doing? Am I doing it well? Like, maybe I find out in November when I run the race, right. be like, how did this go? Like, what do I change? What do I change for next time? Yeah. What about you? Uh, so I'm definitely looking at pace. I think that that's like... Uh, but you... Ultimately, like last year in the podcast, we talked about the springtime slowdown. Slow down. Yep. Like between allergies and heat, you are gonna get slower. It's, it's very true, um, and like that's why some. But like ultimately, I want to break. I have a time goal, right? So like, I need to be able to make sure that like, sure, uh, I need to uh, make sure make sure my, my times are are where I want them to be. Uh, so I'm gonna be watching my pace. I, th- I do think it'll be interesting to see in the spring. Like I'm going to be trying to build up a base and like be I'm be doing strength workouts and speed workouts and like ultimately last year I didn't do any of that right uh, and like I was not doing orange theory anymore so I wasn't doing the strength workouts or speed workouts or you know the things that you do in those classes and so my my pace dropped a ton as compared to the previous summer sure like when I was doing those kind of things and I was running less you were outside. also running in air conditioning was, for some of those miles right so like it'll be interesting to see 
with more intentioned uh, strength building and speed work, like how that will affect that springtime slowdown and you know summer slowdown when uh, that comes. Because you're right, like ultimately my pace running in October in Washington D.C. is so much different than watch you know running in July in Washington yes. D.C. So, uh, but I, but like right now, I think I want I want to watch the my, my ultimate goal is to like not only see like the timing on miles go down but like the average pace on a longer run Mm -hmm. be at a lower level like overall like today i ran my six and a half mile run at like a nine minute mile which is like i'm like cool that's great i need to run 20 more miles at that same pace and not like so it's like a gut check i'm like okay like you need to still get faster and like you're this is good today but like you know you you need to watch that go go down so i want to see that uh i think a lot of what you're talking about uh with feeling as you run up hills and stuff like that is totally on uh you know on point i need to but i'm gonna i need to figure out how to use my apple watch correctly um because uh, i, I want to measure my splits yes. uh running up these hills and like i am usually one of those people who just like I, like I'll, I'll set it and forget it right i'll put my watch on and i will just run and like the miles per mile splits are what i'm watching but on the hill repeat runs i want to um break them up into segments so i can yes. see how fast I am going up these hills and I hopefully see that drop over time, yes. which is something that that's I, a good idea because I like that's ultimately a tell too. like right now, like I can run up the hill, but like I want to be able to run up the hill faster and like right. I need to be able to see that, uh, that progress. So I'm watching that. Uh, it's not like the, probably, you know, it, it, like it's, this might be something that professionals and uh, experts would say not to look at, but I like, I want to run. I want to run the marathon at like 180 pounds, and I'm. Uh, I was at like 187 today, so I'd like to lose a little bit more weight to get into, uh, you know, a little bit. It, like, it's just the fact that like it's easier to move around more when you uh, weigh a little bit less. So I'd like to, you know, get down to a, a pretty athletic. Uh, You're racing weight. Racing weight, exactly. So I, I'm gonna try and uh, I'm like, I it, it's. <laughs> going down already from the holiday season so uh, hopefully as uh as this continues to go on i'd like to see you know trim down a little bit because i think that like i think i ran my first marathon like 185 pounds i think i've run my best marathons at like 180 pounds so i'd like to get back to like that's that. crazy i have no idea what weight i was when i ran my marathon yeah i mean i go back and look at these things i'm a psychopath but uh, wow i mean but it's like it's it's something that like i like I ran uh, the one I ran at in the uh, spring, or not the spring, sorry, uh, in the fall, um, the virtual. I think I was around 184, 185 pounds then too. Um, and I think that like it, like it's just the less you weigh, the you know, the the easier easier it is. To, yeah, no, if you, if for you, sure. If you get too low, you just get injured. Yep, and that's but not like, good I, like that's why I'm not trying to run it at like 170, right. 175 pounds. Like right. those. I, I was at 175 pounds when I was like running six miles every day in the summer and just like completely drained of water weight. So like, yeah. uh, that's not like, that was not a, that was also my pace was extremely slow then. Right. Like, uh, you know, so I need to, that, that's not a healthy weight for me to be running a lot at. So like 180 pounds is like a good spot for me. So I'd like to get back to that area. And so those are the kind of things I'll be watching. Um, because I think that like 180 pounds will be like, like strong but also um you know cutting out some of the the stuff that like you know 
Is he gestures? I, I gesture, I gesture to the drink that I'm, I'm holding, and like you know the, the all the holiday cookies and like lots of unhealthy foods that I, you know we uh, you know we that made us feel really good during the early days of the pandemic and the mid days of the pandemic and right now during the pandemic, like just kind of um, you know I think that that is something that I'm definitely looking at and focusing on as we go further along this, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I made a sweet potato brownies this week, so they have a lot less sugar, and I, I am never someone who's going to be able to give up sugar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and like sweets, either, I sure. just you're more of a salty person. For I, your I am. A, I'm a savory person for sure. I am a sweet person, so it's just never going to happen. But you know, sweetened with maple syrup, put some sweet potato in. I think I would like to just focus this less. Is, this is some good brownies too. They're, they're really. I know people hate the M word. They're very... They're, they're moist. They're moist. Um, I'm just going to try to focus less on my weight this year because, like, I've been feeling really good running. Yeah. And I'm heavier than I'd like to be, but, like, I feel really strong. Sure. So, I don't think I look bad. Like, I, 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 I just... I mean, I think... I don't think there are many people in this country or this world that have, like, a 100% healthy relationship yeah. with food. Like, it's a really, really hard thing, but... Over the past couple weeks, you know, I came out of the holiday cookie eating binge and I'm like, oh, but like, I feel great running. Like, I think there's a weight where my body is happy running right? and I think it might be heavier than I want it to be. And I'm like coming to terms with like letting that be like if I can not get hurt and be running strong, like, is that more important? Yeah. Probably. I think during the majority of my marathon trainings, uh, like, I stopped checking the scale as much because I'm, like, I'm more focused on how I'm running. Yeah. And how I'm feeling. And, like, I think that, like, yeah, that, that will probably come. But, like... I don't think that's just a marathon lesson either. That's a lesson that we can take beyond oh, running. for sure. Right? Like, how do I feel? How am I living is more important yeah. than the number on the scale. Totally. And, like... Uh, I. That is something I need to work on uh, with myself. But uh, I, I still think that like, that's a it's a it's a good thing for me to have in my head that to measure progress. And Absolutely. In, in my own way. As I was like. Wouldn't recommend it for other people. That's just it. Just works for me. As I was like going to Orange Theory for our wedding, uh, to make sure. I did not do any sort of like crazy bride diet or anything wild, but I remember reading some professional runner whose name is escaping me, but a professional woman runner, she like chose to get married outside of her racing season because she's like, I don't feel attractive at my racing weight. Like I'm too skinny. I want to like look like a woman in my wedding dress. And I'm like, it's just so interesting. Like she's like, I want to like, be heavier for my wedding like can you even imagine and i'm like i don't know it was just very eye-opening to be like these women who i'm like oh my god you have the perfect body they're like no but like i don't want to look that way on the days i care about how i look like this is how i run best but like it's just really interesting just goes to show that it's different for different for everybody yeah uh yeah i think that's probably about it huh We've, I've run out of questions for you. Do you have any questions for me? No. How's your drink? My question is where did you come up with that fantastic way to wrap up this episode? I took inspiration from our friends at Will Run For <laughs> Podcast who ended their po- the, the, their interview with bye. So that, that that's uh, I went for that, that kind of vibe. How about that? Uh, my cider is really good. It's crazy actually because I don't 
I think it's just like grape juice and apple cider, like apple mixed together. But like, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. Well, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But where I'm going with this is that I don't think it has it has been aged sure. in oak barrels. I think it is like grape juice and apple juice, and then you like make the cider right. happen. But because it tastes like Cab Sab, I'm drinking it and I'm like, it tastes a little oaky. I know it doesn't, huh. but like the Cab Sab taste in my head is like triggering that. And I'm like, if you told me this was aged in a wine barrel, I like wouldn't be surprised. Huh. But I don't think it is. We'll have to look it up afterward. It's like really, I don't think we can curse on this because we don't label our podcast as explicit, but it's like a mind F yeah. to be like drinking this thing that like, looks like a wine and tastes a little like a wine but it's not yeah, a wine it's, totally it's very good yours is gone mine is gone uh first one in a little while mine was a big one You're, yeah no i mean you drink probably a little bit more than you usually do on these podcasts yeah uh because you have a 19 ounce can i only had a 12 ouncer uh this is really good i thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm sad i only have one so we'll have to go back and get a six pack at some point definitely because this is um some good stuff it stayed like my last drink I still, like, I have a little bit of, like, the spicy feeling in the back of my throat, but, like, there is no, like, deeply uncomfortable spicy, like, because often when you eat spicy foods, like, it builds up over time, and, like, you kind of just end up having your whole mouth on fire, and, like, there is none of that. Like, it, it, it washed the, the cider, cidery, like, aftertaste, definitely washed away, like, the huh. peppery, uh, not like not like black pepper when I say this. I'm saying like right. like like bell pepper yeah. or like or, or it smells poblan- like bell pepper. poblano pepper type of deal. Uh, but like that got all washed away by the cider, and it's really um, quite a unique drink, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm so glad. Next time they have an interesting stovepipe, we can get like a six pack of that and whatever stovepipe. Absolutely. Can't wait to see what stovepipes they come up with. They had like a strawberry jelly filled donut this, this, this week. place. This place will be is so dangerous because they come up with these what Monday Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Is I that? I think it's it? like Wednesday, Friday. Saturday. So like 3 times a week. It's, it is 3 times three, three a week. 3 times a week they come up with these new uh, different like experimental I want to ciders. Try all of them. And like yeah, you could go back every day and or like go back you know 3 times a week and get these different types of cider and like Wednesdays are insane. pastry Wednesdays. So there was like a donut one, and then this past one was the strawberry jelly filled donut one. Awesome. It was like a cider donut and then a strawberry jelly oh. filled. So we'll see what they come up with for the next pastry Wednesday. Absolutely. Shout out to Lost Boy Cider. Good stuff. Uh, where can the people find us? We are on Instagram at Running on Tap. At Running on Tap. We have some like fun new logos and art that I designed yeah. for us that I'm pretty excited yeah. about for the new year. So hopefully you guys like it too. We have like a new logo and we have new like art for like when we post new episodes which i'm pretty excited about so definitely follow us there and we are available wherever you get your podcasts hosted by anchor we are uh we're coming up on our one year anniversary we are. i never thought we'd make it this long it's been so fun it's like the most most consistent thing we've done over the last year even more consistent than staying at home yeah yeah no i mean it's it's been so fun uh, I have really had a great time recording this every week. We'll talk more about how much we love our podcast on the anniversary show. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you for enduring my uh, extremely awkward wrap-up of our conversation, which uh, I thought I thought was quite solid. But this is whatever. good. Yeah. We're not professional. I'll give it like an 8 out of 10. There we go. Uh, thank you so much, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.